Welcome to Because You Need to Know. I am Edwin K. Morse, President and Founder of Pioneer Knowledge Services. This series is your digital resource of valuable conversations with nonprofit and knowledge management enthusiasts from across industries and from around the globe. My name is Derek Bostic. I live in the Cincinnati metro area here in Ohio and the USA. Uh, I love working in organization development and knowledge management fields. Currently, I'm studying appreciative inquiry through Penn State's organization development uh, master's program. Spare time, I love to uh, do a few things. Barbecue, talk about that for hours. Hike with my family or pick up a book. I'm, I'm always consuming new content. If I was stranded on an island, three must-haves are probably a machete, a mirror, and a rope. But really, it's like a satellite phone, some sort of a boat, and maybe a radio. <laughs> That's a keeper. I want to hear more about this course you're taking. What was it called again? Sure. So uh, I am in Penn State's graduate program for organization development and change. And uh, the current course I'm in is Appreciative Inquiry. That's fun for me because that one over AI typically overlaps some knowledge management and some organization development. So mm -hmm. uh, I'd consider myself a practitioner in both those spaces, a junior practitioner for sure. There's quite a bit to learn. But for me, those two fields play together really, really well. And uh, appreciative inquiry is really, it's, it's as simple, it's complex, but it's as simple as what you might interpret the term to mean. So uh, in inquiry, meaning let's go search, let's go learn, let's go find. Um, and appreciate things that give life. Uh, you'll most often see it in, in like a 4D cycle. Sometimes there's a 5D that kind of anchors it, but that cycle is discover, dream, design, and destiny. And the goal is that uh, you can implement positive change by focusing on the life-giving forces inside a group or organization. Um, and if you think about, uh, especially today, we've got lots of problems, right? So we're sort of programmed to do deficit-based problem solving, whether we really realize it or not. Um, so you think any knowledge management engagement, you're working with a client, they've got a business problem. Appreciative inquiry, it's, it, it's a big field, but to me, the concept is beautifully simple and it's moved towards the light. So whatever those high points have been, go towards those. The average organization is gonna be that glass half empty reaction every time sure so it's a culture change right i mean it's it's i can see why you like this because it's very much a knowledge management challenge too is right instead of telling me what why we can't do something let's let's look at the possibilities of trying to create whatever that next innovation is sure yeah yeah in in lots of organizations whether they're public private um, government we're trying to close those gaps whatever those gaps might be so appreciative inquiry, it, it, it could be accused in some circles and you get cynics and say, well, it's Pollyanna. It's just everything's great and you're ignoring challenges, but they would say, no, no, we need to go find adaptive challenges and go after those. So some thought leaders in that space are for sure gonna be David Cooper Ryder. Uh, if you look more towards the organization development side, it's gonna be Gervais Bush out of Vancouver. Um, Bob Marshak to a certain degree, they've got the, the Bush Marshak Institute, and they've even taken that a little bit further. But 
it is a search for knowledge. So I think that's what I like about it. It's very conversational driven. Mm. So you, if you think about working around this cycle, it's very much starting with discovery and, you know, there's best practices and good practices for questions you might ask as you start an appreciative inquiry. But the common thread is what's giving life. And then when you get to dream, it's, it's theming those things out and dreaming about, well, what could be, what might be, and then go design and create that future. Well, those folks that are putting a hand up and say, just stop, that's all nonsense. I can understand, you know, if you're positively trying to reinforce change and that's what you're focused on in your discovery or extraction and, and understanding, um, it's not saying that you don't assume there's a negative side or the, you know, the other flip side of that coin. You're not saying that. You're just focusing your intent to stay on this side of the fence not the other. Yeah, in language matters a ton. So one of the key principles of appreciative inquiry is social construction. Uh, and the idea of social constructionism is that, and, and this gets a little bit academic, but just at a practical level, organizations move towards the things that they talk about. So if we talk about the best of what is, and we talk about our highlights, and we talk about our strengths and leverage those to fuel the future, um, it becomes pretty powerful. So we've run a few smaller projects and in the class, you're actually learning about appreciative inquiry while you're practicing appreciative inquiry with folks from around the world. So that's been a really neat experience. So yeah, that's that's one of the neat things when I say OD and KM together, you know, AI kind of sets right and it bridges yeah. both sides of that, right? So it's a search right. for knowledge, but it's also a way to facilitate change. And I guess the way I would think about both those fields is you know, organization development is this bigger umbrella. And then you've got organizational culture probably on the bottom, if I was going to put a visual to it. So ODs mm -hmm. over top, cultures on the bottom, KM sort of sits in the middle and it's this really nice connector to change management, project management, continuous improvement, diversity and inclusion and belonging, uh, any of those other fields you want to plug around there, right? Talent acquisition, talent management. So like KM sits in the middle, ODs just getting the organization fit, Culture is the, really the foundation of all that work. And you can kind of make those connections, whether it's honeycombs or links in a chain or whatever you think. But to me, KM's in the middle, and it's, it's sort of bringing all those things together. Where does governance sit? Is it up there with the organizational development? So I'd probably put governance actually on the sides. So it's like guardrails, right? Like you could put governance on either side ah, of that model. I like that. I like that. Well, I guess if you're going to do like a pinball machine, governance would be the bumpers and yeah, the flippers. Sure, yeah. And then, yeah. yeah. All right. I like that. How do you apply it? Some of the resources that you talked about, uh, are they geared towards like 300 plus size organizations or, cause it almost sounds like when you were describing this, I'm hearing like, this is like marital counseling, ah. you know, this is, this is like just counseling altogether, sure, yeah. you know, Hey, if all you're going to do is focus on the whole you're in, guess where you're going to be the whole you're in. Yeah. If you cannot look beyond, if you cannot change and reframe this part, sure. you're going to kind of get stuck. It's, it's a big, and I hear that. Yeah. Right? It's a, it's a big mindset change. I, I think the, you know, we like humor in these fields. So the funny graphic I've seen is, um, uh, there's like, it's a cartoon and someone's digging a hole. How much further can we get down this hole? And somebody else says, well, look at all this stuff we could build. Look at all this material. So it is very, you know, it is very much like flipping that mindset. Yeah. And um, yeah. It, it's been interesting for me. I'm not naturally wired that way. I'm a problem solver. 
I'm a tough critic on myself and my performance and how I show up at work. And so AI for me has been pretty transformational and had self-educated over the past couple of years, but you know, that's the course I'm in, so that's fresh for me. And I think it's been helpful and just a good reminder that everything's connected in some way, shape, or mm -hmm. form. So mm -hmm. I think one of the challenges we have in KM is we want to make it legitimate, just like finance people make it legitimate, and HR people make their field legitimate, and, and that sort of thing. And OD sort of has this challenge too. I don't think it's to the same extent, but but KM really wants to be something. And I guess my argument would be if we're not helping solve business challenges, if we're not helping fuel the future and fuel innovation and create positive change, uh, I'm not quite sure we've got a, a leg to stand on. Mm -hmm. um, we can do information management forever. We can do data science forever. But if we're not actually helping people um, do the work that needs to be done to advance society, advance organizations, I'm not quite sure what the point is. So it's been interesting to me to watch some of these broader groups have this conversation. Yeah. Uh, we'll see where it goes. As you were saying that, I, I'm envisioning what I've heard marketing challenges, you know, in, in the realm of marketing, the, the people that say, oh, we just need more billboards. If we had more billboards, mm. you know, and it's like, no, yeah, it's, it's a fun idea to think of the social impact and the social value. And by social, I mean, just the humanistic side of organizations, right? These are the things that add value to not just the mm. work output, not just the outcomes, but the cohesiveness, the trust, the mm. communication, the level of care, right? Uh, those are all things that add value, not just to a workplace environment, but just to being a human. I would say, you know, within the, the KM space, there's probably a few clues from earlier in the conversation. I definitely land on the people side. So people in process, tech is fine. We've got to have tech. We live in an age that's digital, whatever that means, however people define it, you know, in their particular organizations or settings, you've got to have that. But to me, that's, um, it can be an enabler. It can also be a hurdle for folks. A lot of this is around, I guess my perspective is you've got to go meet people in organizations where they are and help them get where they think they need to be. And I think part of, of good KM consulting inside organizations, whereas outside consultants, whatever that looks like, we've just got to listen better. And that's a societal challenge. <laughs> I think KM is just mirroring society. Like we're not listening. Um, as a, and a, again, that's a broad general statement. Um, lots of people are listening very, very well and doing a great job meeting those needs. But it's, again, the more we try to make ourselves legitimate and stand out as like, no, we're proper, look at us, you know, just like project management and that other other thing. I'm like, well, is that really our role? And I think a lot of times we want to be quarterbacks to use like a, an American sports analogy. And, and maybe we're supposed to be linemen or tight ends or left tackles or what, you know, somebody else on the field make the play like it, soccer. Not everybody can be a number nine. You know, we're not all messy uh, or or uh, I like. English football, so Harry Kane. Um, we're, we're not all just going to, you know, put the goals in. You've got to have goalkeepers and defenders and, and, and folks in the midfield kind of managing situations, so to speak. And um, that's probably a better analogy for a global audience and it's a better sport anyway. But, you know, like <laughs> we're wanting to be the stars, I think, a lot of times in KM. And I'm not quite sure that's our role. It's more like supporting. Uh, so we're the turf? 
Could be, sure. Yeah, could be turf, <laughs> could be lines. God, I hope we're not officials. Leave that up to somebody else, but you know. So is OD the coach? Is is organizational development the coach? That's uh, maybe more strategy work. I don't know. It could be. Um, you've got to have the right mix. I think you need to come up with a graphic around your sport of choice sure. and label these. I think that'd be kind yeah. of fun to talk to, to, to talk through. It's a fun exercise. So yeah. So let's maybe. go. I've got a whiteboard in here. Maybe I'll do that later. <laughs> well, my my last question to you is: What's your definition of knowledge management? Hmm. This is a tricky one. I, my my textbook consulting answer would be: It depends on the organization. Uh, and that's, that's an easy out, but I think it's got these elements. I don't know if I can quite define it, but I think it's, it's got, um, it's got people process and technology. I'll still John Hovel's language about optimizing the flow of knowledge across groups and organizations. What would I say is KM? See, it's so funny. Anytime you put management on there, because you can't really manage change and we have a lot of change management. Can you really manage knowledge? I'm not quite sure. So for me, I, I guess it's something around um a set of tools and systems and processes designed to optimize the flow of knowledge increase organizational memory and really i would say for us in my practice we do three things um, or we're trying to do three things drive innovation and growth um, reduce risk and then help us make better and faster decisions so there's something around km and that like it's it's a smoothie, right? Like those are the ingredients that come in and what comes out of KM, right? And and hopefully it's a good smoothie and it's, you know, healthy enough and tasteful enough and right size and um, texture and all those fun things. So And it's consumed right away. Exactly. That's the idea, right? Like you don't want a day old smoothie. <laughs> Nobody wants that. So. <laughs> well, and it's like you don't want to generate uh, content or knowledge that just sits. And there's no value extracted, right? I mean, sure. time and energy and resources put into generation of content or in uh, knowledge uh, that is supposed to be uh, ideally to be absorbed and utilized, reused, rehashed, feed innovation, feed the machine, if you will, mm. that just sits is just such a wasted resource. Sure. How do you adapt and adopt awareness? Because I think to me, as you were deciding your definition, is it really just raising awareness and adaption? And uh, I'm going back to the sure. human framework. Sure, right? yeah, and yeah, yeah. You're it, trying to change behavior. Well, I think that's the the key challenge any organization has with KM or anything else. Any any positive change, you really need an ecosystem that's conducive to that, right? And then sometimes that system doesn't quite know the benefits of it. So yeah, I think a little it's 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 probably education. But I also think really good KM practitioners are probably really good consultants too in most spaces. It's not, oh, what's the phrase? Sage on the stage versus guide on the side, right? So we should be there supporting and helping and asking good questions and fueling the right conversations um, so we can even ask the right questions versus um, telling, right? Like, no, you need to document your lessons learned. That's really important. Well, like who goes to that database? Well, only three people have access to it, but it's really important to them. What do they do? Well, they don't do anything in this space. They're over here. They've all like changed jobs. Okay, so help me, you know, like that classic, help me understand how, yep. which can be a little bit condescending, yep. but you know, that's the question that, that, that can come up sometimes with groups. So, you know, regardless of what it is, you know, we've got over a hundred really well-documented, searchable, you know, great practices you can pull off a shelf and modify to fit 
an organization, but it's got to fit the culture. It's got to fit the needs. And then sometimes um, it's got to be educational too. So I think it's awareness and it's KMOD uh, process improvement, any of those pieces, it's behavior change. We're just trying to find a better way to get the work done. And if we can't prove the WIFM for people, we talk about that a lot, my group, what's in it for me, right? Like what's in it for them? Um, if we can't figure that out, odds are we're not going to have a lot of success. So it's it's hearts and minds. It's both, right? Like it's got to make practical sense, but it's also got to make a benefit for you. So it's got to affect some sort of change. It's got to affect some sort of advancement, understanding, uh, speed, uh, outcomes, decision making, all sure. that stuff. You know, COVID, I think, was kind of that moment of reckoning. Like, are, are we going to be legitimate or are we not going to be legitimate? And, and we don't get to decide that. So I think that's the fun. Like, we actually don't have power to decide as a field how proper we are, how much value we add. That's really up to the client. And the client at this point is the world, mm. right? You think about, like, vaccines and um, combating misinformation and making good decisions and a little bit of sacrifice and servant leadership, those pieces. like. It's not up to us to decide, hey, we're proper or not. It's up to us to create the right conditions, right, for for knowledge to flow and honest conversations to happen and hopefully decrease polarization. You know, that's one of the questions you had in the fill in the blank. What do I see in the future? What do I hope for in the future? I hope it's more listening and empathy and understanding and we can all turn down the noise and take a step back because the last I checked, we're all in this thing together trying to... <laughs> move it forward not further apart but i don't know that's my perspective and hope maybe well on that hopeful note uh let's wrap this up and i thank you very much derek for making time to be here and be a part of this knowledge share thanks edwin happy to see you in chat anytime cheers because you need to know is designed to bring people's experience and their knowledge forward to be shared I'm Edwin K. Morris, and I thank you for joining in to listen to another conversation brought to you as a public service of Pioneer Knowledge Services, a nonprofit tax exempt organization with a charitable knowledge management purpose. Find us online at pioneer ks.org and add your voice to the conversation on Facebook. <laughs>